You're listening to Guide to Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Nikita from Team GFB, and if you're planning your wedding or helping someone who is, you're in the right place, because I'll be discussing trends, practical planning tips, and more with the help of some special guests along the way. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Guide to Brides, the wedding podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you might notice we've got a very different backdrop to what we usually have. We've taken the podcast on the road today to the Henley Distillery, which we're very excited to be in. It is such a beautiful space. And you know us, we really like to bring you really interesting ideas and unique ideas to the, to the podcast so that you can get some really good inspiration for your wedding and even your hen parties. And that's what we're going to discuss today at Henley Distillery. They are some wedding drink suppliers as well as Hindu experience suppliers so you've got plenty of options if you're interested in any of those make sure you stay listening today I'm joined by Jacob from the Henley Distillery team and he is going to discuss all things wedding drinks uh, with us today Jacob would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners yeah first off thank you very much for having me uh, I'm Jacob I'm the founder and master distiller at the Henley Distillery uh, and we produce our Henley gin, as well as you kind of mentioned, uh, we do a gin experience where people can come along, they can make their own gin in our miniature stills that we've got as our backdrop behind us. Yes, there's some beautiful miniature stills, which which we were like completely obsessed with as a backdrop for, for a podcast episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they do have the advantage of, as well as producing lovely gin, they do look the part as well and, and look gorgeous. So yeah, not bad to have lying around for a backdrop. No, absolutely not. And how long have you been making gin here for? Uh, so we've only been around for about 18 months. Wow, so, so really, really new then. Yeah, pretty new. I've been running distilleries around the UK for nearly eight years, um, but I've always wanted to come back to my hometown, uh, Henley on Thames, and launch a distillery here. I just wanted to make sure I had the right experience to do it uh, before I started. Yeah, absolutely. So I, we wanted to hit the ground running. We wanted to be producing top quality spirits and providing top quality service and experiences uh before we did so took our time and then covid pushed us back a little bit but we finally got there june 25th last year was when we launched amazing and so when you are distilling gin is there any sort of secrets that you've learned over the years to make it as amazing as henley gin is because i have had a top this morning which is (laughs) which is the perfect start to the day Uh, always you've got to start your day with gin as we were just mentioning before cameras rolling we've uh we're distilling today and we were in from around 5 a.m which means as a distiller i'm drinking from about 7 a.m oh wow straight off the still so amazing if you're not starting the day right if you're not starting the day with gin you're not starting the day right drink responsibly folks um (laughs) so we're here to talk about sort of wedding drinks and, and Hindu and stag do experiences, um, which we'll get really into in a few minutes. But I think we should start with sort of the general um, drinks at weddings, alcohol at weddings sort of topic. Um, lots of couples have dry hire wedding venues for their day, which means that they've got literally no other suppliers involved. They've just hired the space and they will need to get drinks in or a drink supplier in to sort of do that side of the wedding for them um so i think in terms of amount of alcohol you need for your wedding that can be quite a tricky thing to work out can't it yeah it's a bit of a scary one because you kind of you always dread running out yes uh, and kind of getting to kind of 10 30 11 o'clock and and there's nothing left um but then obviously the cost the cost is considerable and you don't want to buy too much so it's a really tricky balance to try and find also then split between wine beer spirits 
soft drinks uh, for everyone else uh, who doesn't want to drink or might be driving or, or this, that and the other, and also kids. Mm-hmm. So it's a really tricky tricky one to, um, to kind of muddle through. Mm-hmm. The probably number one tip is to try and or to always ask if you have a supplier in mind always ask if they're willing to do sale and return mm-hmm. because that allows you a lot of freedom uh with kind of deliberately over ordering and then you know that whatever doesn't get used you can send back so that mm-hmm. kind of takes a lot of the pressure off if you can't do that then it comes down to thinking about drinks per head mm-hmm. and so you can equate a bottle of wine to three large glasses, a bottle of spirits or kind of gin in particular, um, you get in a 70cl bottle 28 shots. Mm-hmm. So you can think that that's either 28 gin and tonics or 14 double gin and tonics. Um, and then fact, start factoring in which drink you want is your toast drink because you can guarantee kind of that quantity over and above uh, everything, everything else. else. Mm. So there's lots of factors in um, and then you get down to mixed drinks and mixers. So again, mixers, I think Tesco is used to be a really good one because they used to do sale and return mm-hmm. on uh, on stock. Since COVID, I'm not 100% sure of that anymore. It's mm-hmm. definitely worth checking out. Um, but yeah, some supermarkets used to do sale and return on things like soft drinks. As long as it's unopened and not in, touched, and it. Not touched yeah. it's, it's sometimes fine. But certainly other suppliers... Uh, are typically open to it fab so it when when we're thinking about 100 guests then at a wedding say it's a considerable amount of alcohol that you're buying if you're buying it all in yourself isn't it yeah it's 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 going to be a, a significant outlay so you're looking at depending on the timing of your wedding the the day etc um you normally want to give a good spread of different wines. so you're normally looking at red white and rosé for your wine you probably, if you're covering spirits, you're definitely looking at probably a London dry gin and a slightly fruitier pink gin. A lot of people are doing quite extensive gin bars mm. these days, which is fantastic. So you can kind of have a big array of gins. Um, but you can then find suppliers where they've maybe got a kind of a good range of gins and then you're dealing with one person rather than if you start trying to source from several different locations, it starts to become more difficult. So. Yeah. In, with such a complex thing, you want to try and keep it as simple as it can be. So rather than, yeah, find 15 different places that you're buying your drinks from, try and keep it to kind of a, a set few. Yeah. Because that then limits the complications that you can that can arise. Amazing. So when we are talking about alcohol then, you know, we've talked about the fact you need to consider how many adults you're inviting, how many of those adults might be driving or not drinking, um, and then children as well. So... What percentage of guests would you suggest is a good number to cater for if you look at your whole guest list for, for alcohol, in your, in your professional opinion? So if you take, if obviously you can take children out. If you mm. look at the adults, I would typically look at it for, and again, it depends on, uh, it depends on how long your kind of day is, whether it's mainly into the evening um, or not. But you can typically think probably... It depends, but in the kind of six to ten drink range Mm -hmm. for all of your guests. And then from that, it factors in that some people might be driving and might have only Mm -hmm. one for the toast. Some might get a bit jolly and have a few more. (laughs) But they generally equate for those other people, don't they? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so, but then 
yeah, with the with the help of sale and return, you can then deliberately buy a bit more too much. That. Yeah, perfect. So when we talk about sort of alcohol at weddings, there are the staples. We said the wines, we said the spirits. When it comes to spirits, what would you suggest as being like the range that you should have? Um, so we'll start off with gin. Mm-hmm. That's my speciality. Yeah, your speciality. <laughs> <laughs> so nice, nice, easy one for me. Um, definitely a classic kind of London dry gin. Yeah. Uh, it's what most people go for uh, and it's kind of that that staple uh, on a bar you've then probably got a kind of more fruity uh, pink gin mm-hmm. um, on there as well that caters uh, that caters for uh, people who are looking for that kind of slightly sweeter gin and tonic uh, you can go further so you can get a spicier gin or, or something a bit more unusual but then you're looking at you probably want to have some vodka mm-hmm. that's nice and simple kind of vodka and mixers you're then looking at white and spiced rum okay if you're going to pick between the two i'd probably go spiced as the more uh popular one of the two but for spirits in general those i would say are the probably the big five is is dry gin pink gin vodka white and spiced rum you're then into things like tequila if you particularly want that and kind of tequila yeah. shots on the bar is sometimes fun so you've then got kind of the salt and the lime etc but you're into your more unusual spirits that are not going to be drunk in great volumes unless you want them to be a specific part of your day uh, and yeah. part of your bar yeah because i guess like a rum and coke vodka and coke gin and tonic are very yeah. common things that people would, yes. would order at a bar yeah but then like maybe a whiskey for dad and granddad and yeah so you might have a special bottle of whiskey or two that are behind the bar that specifically for that or you might know that a few of your friends or family love a jack daniels and coke or Mm -hmm. kind of a bourbon and coke as well so um it's definitely on there i think it's probably just after just after those top five that you then yeah look at more who you know is coming and therefore if you know there's a handful of whiskey drinkers or a handful of um, yeah, so like maybe drinkers. one or two bottles of yeah. of that and one or two bottles of this. But I know yeah. that, you know, I know quite a lot of my guests are going to want to have a gin and tonic. I know yeah. like, that's a very clear thing to me. Absolutely. So that might be, that actually might be my drinks reception drink, you know. And, and yeah. I know you're getting married as well, aren't you? I am indeed. <laughs> as of three weeks ago. Congratulations. Proposed. Thank you very much. Is, uh, very thankful she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so and i do know that you're going to be managing a lot of that bar side of the planning aren't you yes so yeah we've, yeah, we've already had we we've seen our first three venues mm-hmm. this weekend just gone uh, which is very exciting and um do you yeah, think you found it, the one not quite yet oh. i think it was it's possible uh we've got one that's a maybe um but yeah we uh we're so busy run up to christmas with the distillery uh because my partner katie my fiance. Oh, so difficult Katie. to get that yeah, right, isn't I've it? I've not quite got into it. I've not I'm like, still doing got into it that. Too. Um, uh, my fiance Katie works in the business as well, and this is our busiest time. But we just yeah. wanted to have kind of, we just wanted to go see a couple of venues to just get into yeah. their kind of. It's very exciting. Yeah, the feel it? of it and the, yeah, have the excitement. So we went to see a few, and we were, yeah, I was, I was very much. Well, the bar is the one thing that I'm allowed to, <laughs> to be in control of. So this is definitely uh, this is definitely a high on my priority list. Yeah, and that's the thing we always say on this podcast: you've got to know what your priorities are before you can um, before you can even move forward with anything. And if your priority is a bar, I assume are you going for like dry hire venues then, or are you going for ones that have got an in-house team? 
I prefer a dry hire venue mm-hmm. because that allows us to do kind of whatever we want uh, and makes it easy. Um, but we are open. We are putting the venue above the bar. Mm-hmm. I lost I lost that coin flip, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, no, absolutely. We're putting the venue above the bar, but... Uh, but we still high want, on your priority Yeah, list. we definitely yeah. want Henley Gin uh, and our spirits incorporated into our wedding. So... It of is course discussions. you do. It's your passion. It's your. Yeah. It's part of you, isn't it? And we exactly. always say, like, you know, you've got to personalise your day. Yeah. And speaking of personalisation, one of the things that we really wanted to come and talk to you about was your really unique experience for couples. Yes. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So we, you can see our lovely backdrop if you're if you're watching. Uh, we do the most amazing experience here at the distillery. So it's uh, you come along to the distillery and you can come along as. Uh, a couple or you can book out the experience room for up to 12 people uh, and you come along it's supposed to be three hours you might find this out as we go through this podcast once I start talking about gin I don't generally stop talking about gin so it can be a bit longer that's okay we don't mind that (laughs) so uh, you come along you get gin and tonics you get cocktails you get a little bit of a history talk on gin and a full tour of our distillery so you see how and and how we make our gin and our spirits and why we do it that way and then we get and then we put you in front of one of our gorgeous little two liter copper pot stills uh, and we've got a wall of over 100 botanicals and we guide you through physically distilling your very own bespoke bottle of gin so not another bottle of gin in the world like it and the beauty of it is it's completely bespoke to your tastes so it is exactly the flavors that you want distilled through and the extra special thing that we can do with that is that we can then take your recipe and we can we can put that onto our or scale it up onto our 20 liter still wow and then for your wedding you can have uh up to 24 large bottles of uh of your very own gin with your bespoke label for your wedding day or we can split that into 12 large bottles and 100 120 miniatures uh to give out as wedding favors We've also got some templates ready for if you don't use all the gin, you can have maybe three of the bottles as a one year, three year, five year uh, kind of label on there. So you can open them on anniversaries. So loads you can do. And it's a really fun experience for couples or uh, stag do's, hen do's. Wedding party, I guess, as well. In general, yeah. So we can do lots and we can do a his and hers gin or you can collaborate on a gin. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's that sounds really fun. really like fascinating because I mean I'm a, I'm a bit of a sort of gin lover myself so it's a bit of a nerdy thing for me is I like to go around the distilleries and I like to try all the different things probably why we came here today let's be honest um, <laughs> but it's a really unique experience and I think that's what our listeners love to sort of find out about these little hidden gems so you were a wedding drink supplier in a past life, before yes, the Henley Gin Distillery. Um, so what are your recommendations for couples for a smooth bar service? Because that can make or break the evening reception, can't it? Absolutely. I mean, you never want people, uh, especially getting into the evening, queuing up at the bar when you've got maybe live music or the DJ going and everyone's kind of in that party feel. You want the bar to be nice and quick and smooth. Sometimes you want the bar to be something that people remember and a highlight but what you certainly don't want people remembering is queuing up and waiting waiting for drinks so uh when you're thinking about the menu of of what drinks you might want to serve uh it's always got to be carefully tailored and you've got to have a little thought about okay people may want this this certain drink but 
it takes a little bit longer to make. So that's going to slow down service a little bit. And actually, are people going to miss it if it's not on there? And you can put something that's a little bit quicker and then the kind of the day and the bar runs a little bit smoother as well yeah it's almost that sort of analysis of what's actually worthwhile having Mm. and if it's something that you love and it's something special to you then absolutely have it on your day but if it's going to if it's a case of i don't know i know a mojito is very difficult to make if that's going to slow down the service is it worth having it on the menu or not well exactly so that's exactly what i used to do for uh kind of uh, a previous business in a previous life as you mentioned <laughs> um was i used to run a pop-up cocktail bar mm-hmm. for events and weddings and so i would always <laughs> dread the moment as the as kind of thinking about having meetings with people that people say oh, i really want a mojito <laughs> and that's not because mojito isn't an amazing drink i absolutely is one of my top kind of favorite cocktails however to do a mojito right it takes a bit of time mm-hmm. you've got to properly go through the stages of, of making a mojito and I would always try and advise people, well, look, there are, yes, people love a mojito, but there are such a good range of quick, easy, build-in-the-glass cocktails that are quick to serve and that you can pre-prep a lot and, uh, as, a, as a bartender uh, and as a bar team that you can then make sure service is still speedy. So you can still have cocktails, but it might be worth asking the bar um, if they're if kind of if the venue is providing the bar or there's a bar service doing it, um, ask them regarding cocktails mm-hmm. which are quick, quick and easy to make, but obviously also delicious. You can't <laughs> you can't miss that. But um, yeah, get their recommendation on what on what they recommend. But quick and easy uh, is. Is, is key. number one, I think. So are there any cocktails that you recommend sort of as a starting point that people might want to consider for a quick and smooth bar service? Um, so there's certain ones that you can pre-mix. So you've got things like um, Sex on the Beach mm-hmm. is nice and easy. So you've got uh, vodka, a little bit of uh, peach schnapps, and then cranberry juice and orange juice. So that's all built in the glass, tastes delicious, nice and fresh and fruity. Um, and and quick to serve, and you can premix a lot of that. Um, but then you've got uh, a lot of what a lot that you can do with gin as well. So we do a lovely one with our rhubarb and orange, where it's nice and simple. It's a bit of lemon juice, a bit of uh, agave syrup, and then gin and ginger ale, and that works beautifully. And again, you can pre-squeeze all the lemon juice, and you can have your syrup ready, and it's just one, two, three, four done. cocktails done works really really well so in terms of um mixes so we've talked about cocktails we've talked about what kinds of spirits that we might want to have on our bar at the wedding what type of mixes would we want to consider so you definitely want to cover the staples but sometimes it is a case of less choice is is better <laughs> yes yeah, so, so think about the the, the toddler <laughs> yeah. you can have this one or this one what would yeah. you like exactly that yeah. and it's it's a case of Again, you want the bar service to be quick from the bartender's point of view, serving the drinks, but also you don't want people getting to the front and then trying to list, yeah. read a list of all the different mixes. And oh, it, Do you know what? You know, I always go to a bar and I'm like, well, I always go to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I do always go to bars. No, um, we, when you go to a bar and you're like there and you're like, I want a gin and tonic and then they're like, okay, which gin would you like? Or which tonic would you like? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, whichever one is best with this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly that. So it, it's, you, can, you can cover off 99% of people with, with the staples. So you probably want a uh, straight Indian tonic and a light tonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you want uh, Coke, 
Diet Coke, probably some lemonade, ginger ale's probably in there, and then maybe a, a juice, a couple of kind of juice options for... Cranberry juice, orange juice. Yeah, for, for the kids and for mixing in, in with, the, with spirits as well. Uh, but definitely, yeah, keep it simple because people know what they want and then they can get to the bar and see, oh, we've got these 17 different flavoured tonics. And then like, you confuse them. It's, um, <laughs> what is it? The sort of the too much choice problem. Yeah. Um, you can't think of the word right now. But yeah, it, there, there is literally, if you've got too much choice, you're going to end up completely losing it because yeah. you it, just give them a simple three, yeah. four options to you know choose you're from. Gonna, you know they're going to love them. And as long as you've picked kind of top quality spirits and top quality mixes, kind of the combinations aren't going to come together nicely. So... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Especially if, you know, you're doing a very DIY wedding bar. Uh, yeah. It's 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 one of those things that you're not going to have an expert there potentially to help you. So, you know, gin and tonic. Yeah. <laughs> That's one very quick thing. Uh, exactly. But where you've got a sort of a bar service to come and help you, they should be able to give you that expertise and insight, shouldn't yes. they? Yes, and they might come with uh, a preset kind of mixer list. So they might provide some of it some of the uh, mixes and the spirits you might provide some it might be kind of a blend or you might be just hiring them to serve the drinks but either way if you've got kind of a professional coming in to to run the bar they're going to have their recommendations and ultimately I'm giving you what I think but if if kind of someone else is saying a different opinion who is going to be running the bar that's how they like to work and how they're going to be more efficient so listening to them is always is always crucial so i think that is a really nice point to sort of move on to talking about how you can personalize your drinks at a wedding and i think the things that guests remember are always like the personal touches or the things that reflect you as a couple um i know signature cocktails are a real trend at the moment or they're growing trend anyway um so what would you recommend in terms of personalizations perhaps we can talk about cocktails to begin with yeah, cocktails are, are brilliant. You can always uh, have a little bit of fun if you've got kind of a favourite cocktail that you drink and kind of make at home, or you can, as as we mentioned before, ask uh, ask what the uh, venue can provide and maybe tweak it slightly. You can do a kind of couples cocktail where you have a specific cocktail and maybe that's the kind of drink for the toast, or you could maybe have a his and hers cocktail. So you each pick a cocktail that is your favourite, um, and then kind of people can choose choose mm-hmm. between the two and that's a nice way of having a simple cocktail menu so it's not again as we went back to before too too long uh, and unwieldy to to manage from a from a service point of view um but that gets that personal touch in there and you can you can either call it his and hers you can call it wacky names and kind of nicknames for each other or kind of you can have a bit of fun with the with the with name the of the cocktail uh, and keep it based on a on a classic recipe um so cocktails are really good fun um and then going back to uh us and what we provide for our gin experience you can you can name your own spirits even Mm. so if you if you come along you have a completely bespoke recipe that you've done but we also have uh dry gin uh that we have uh ready to go for complete personalized bottles so you can have little miniatures uh, I've got a little miniature of our pink gin here. Oh, blue Peter moment. Um, absolutely. <laughs> As prepared earlier. Um, you've got pink gin uh, that you can have or uh, a dry gin that's uh, that we've got that's award winning. And that's, 
you've got that for completely personalized label, uh, cap, uh, etc. And we even did this for, Katie and I did this for um, two of our very good friends who got married just a few months ago. And we did all the labels. And then Katie, we were kind of three, four hour drive to get there. And Katie was furiously putting on little lace bows <laughs> on, on every single one and that was uh yeah we did perfect that little wedding favor yeah exactly they were all sat on the tables uh for people to either kind of take away or have a little sip of on the night yeah. it's always good fun i mean if if gin or rum or whatever is like a very key spirit for you why wouldn't you want to have a little gift for your guests of that kind of favor absolutely and that's that's where you've also got levels of personalization because mm-hmm. uh you've got things from us for instance where uh, by hopefully April, uh, April, May 2023, we'll have uh, a dry gin, a pink gin, a vodka and a spiced rum to choose from. And you can completely personalise those from in terms of the looks of them. Or you can come along, uh, as mentioned before, to us and you can have even the bespoke spirit inside the bottle. So there's so many layers of things that you can do. It doesn't have to take a long time and you don't have to kind of come and do the full experience. Sometimes it's it's a nice quick easy personalization which really kind of has an impact on your day and and makes people take or kind of remember it and they take that away maybe and it's on their shelf in their gin collection yeah that's really nice it's always a nice and i mean it doesn't have to be so and so and so and so's gin does it it can be like a creative name like if i don't know a, a, a place is very special to you you could name it that place and everything like that it's it's not necessarily just like Mr. and Mrs. Gin or yeah. Mrs. and Mrs. Gin. No, it's, you, can, you can do whatever you want to, can't you? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like the cocktail names. You can, you, can, you can do Mr. and Mrs., which is nice, or you can do kind of uh, your kind of now... Uh, married surname, uh, Married maybe? surname, yeah. exactly that. Um, thank you for saving me there. Um, <laughs> I was struggling. Um, so you can do that, or you can, yeah, you can have the, the place where, you first, uh, where your first date was or where you first met or... Um, something to do with the date or where you proposed, etc., uh, etc. Et so there's so many fun kind of and quirky things you can do. It's, yeah, it's a really good way to add that personalization. I think the, the fun thing with gin as well, it's suitable for any time of year, isn't it? So you can like, if you're getting married in the winter, perhaps you want to have like a slow gin or a sort of a spicier yeah. sort of gin. Or in the summer, it might be light and fruity. So you can always think of those kinds of elements when you're coming to that personalization. Absolutely. And that's, that's the beauty of gin as a spirit in general, is it? It's so malleable to so many different uh kind of flavor profiles and therefore as you mentioned seasons so you can do so much with it um and also you might have 50 50 dry and pink gin or you might have as you say some slow gin some dry gin some spicier gin kind of warming um and you can then maybe even tailor it with a range of spirits you can kind of go through everyone that you know is coming and you could even do a miniature specific to them. So if you know, well, that person doesn't like gin, well, we'll, we'll get him a spiced rum. You've gone that step further and thought about each person and it's even more even more personalised for them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's really, really lovely. Um, Especially if you're going dry hire for something like that. Yes. That's something you can very easily do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's wedding venues are typically kind of completely fine with wedding favours and then on the bar you normally can pay a corkage fee and mm-hmm. have this that and the other um to be able to put your your own spin on the bar so it really really helps yeah and i mean especially if it's a spirit i mean we talked earlier about how a 
a bottle what was the number again so how uh, many in a large bottle uh typically 70 cl you get 28 shots so that's yeah so if you've got a hundred wedding guests and you want to make sure each of them have a gin and tonic or a single gin and tonic that's four bottles so you can then yeah. kind of work out in terms yes. of corkage how much that might cost you exactly that and then it's yeah it's how many sh- uh, how many drinks do you think they might want um and you've got to think yeah singles versus doubles because obviously doubles you get half the number um but it's also the easiest one is possibly for the toast drink if that's mm-hmm. what you wanted um as your toast drink it's let's yeah, talk about the toast drink then how can we personalize the toast drink um you can have lots of fun with it um you can do something uh you've obviously got the classic choice of uh prosecco champagne you can within that have a little bit of fun so you can have a kind of a slow gin a, a kind of spiced gin or kind of a, a sweeter pink gin and, and drop that in there use it in the place of uh something like chambord mm-hmm. um where you would do a liqueur mm-hmm. and yeah have it a little bit uh a little bit kind of a little bit of something else mm-hmm. added in there make it a little bit different um and something people won't expect i mean everyone expects yeah. a glass of prosecco for the toast but if they've yeah. suddenly been handed this pink yes fizzy thing <laughs> yeah and and some people and i know most people like prosecco most people like champagne but it, it can be quite dry sometimes uh and some people kind of just don't get on with it so yeah having that other option of of either sweetening it up or uh or doing something a little bit different you've always got cocktails uh mm-hmm. as well so something nice and simple the bar can prep it um and yeah get ready to get uh, kind of ready to to pass around and, and yeah. enjoy amazing so we also had on the list to discuss uh getting ready cocktails and yeah. hangover cocktails which <laughs> is really interesting so do you want to just dive into um like the ideas that you can have for like in the morning when you're getting ready yeah. what you can drink that might be a little bit like more tame before yeah. you don't want to be tripping down the aisle um something a little bit more tame before and then in the next day the sort of the hangover cure drinks yeah. that you you've mentioned um certainly uh getting ready drinks is always a nice fun one um so yeah you're, you're up in the morning you might be having kind of a kind of box fizz style something mm-hmm. uh with breakfast and then while you're getting ready uh sounds silly but i definitely stay away from anything too syrupy or brightly colored right just in case any spillages yeah. happen yep That's, very good uh, point that could be a little bit have you experienced any spillage incidents in mm. your time uh not at weddings although my first ever my first ever bar service for my pop-up cocktail bar um there were two of us and we had mojitos on the menu we had this that and the other but one of them was a strawberry daiquiri and about half an hour in to a four-hour service the bartender next to me managed to split open his uh cocktail shaker (laughs) and completely cover me in strawberry daiquiri and the extra kick was that somehow not a single drop got on him (laughs) which made me think that it might have even been planned um Uh, yeah sabotage (laughs) absolutely but uh yeah there's nothing worse than than that happening and then you've gone from having a kind of nice run into your wedding to panic panic stations because somebody's dress has got kind of strawberry daiquiri down it or or yeah. what have you so, so steer clear of anything brightly colored yeah. or sticky yeah. or anything Abs- like that absolutely and you know what could be perfect on the wedding morning a gin and tonic absolutely <laughs> nice 
nice gin and tonic calms the nerves and and you're away for the day yeah so what we in the morning we want to avoid sort of anything too strong but also yep. anything that's um too sticky or brightly colored exactly. uh, so maybe your sort of bellinis are yeah. might be a little bit on the on the edge of that yes exactly um so being careful yes <laughs> being careful is always the most important thing maybe uh, drink through a straw yeah maybe drink through a straw <laughs> or when you when you've uh, go to put your outfits on don't put and don't drink anything else but water at that point <laughs> yeah so let's talk about people at weddings that might not be drinking so your designated drivers the people that are sober or they mm-hmm. prefer not to drink too much how can we cater for those people I think it's important to kind of make sure that they're catered for because it can be it can be some people don't want to drink or, or don't like to drink mm-hmm. and that's and that's fine but some people might have simply drawn the short straw and they're the designated driver for the mm. evening. So you want to make sure that they're having as good as an experience as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely want to cater for them. So you've got the obvious soft drink, op- soft drink options. Mm-hmm. Um, you then move into, well, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. So there are some lovely kind of non-alcoholic cocktail options out there. Um, I know I said stay away from mojitos. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back on my word slightly, mm-hmm. only because there is an amazing uh, non-alcoholic mojito recipe uh, that I've used before, where you simply substitute out the rum for apple juice and the soda water for ginger ale, and you still get that feeling of having a proper cocktail. The ginger ale gives it a little bit of a bite and a, and, and kind of feels like something's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, you don't feel left out, yeah. uh, kind of in the, in the round of drinks as well. And you can also tailor that, so you don't have to have it as the fully built mojito. It can be done as a kind of ginger and apple teeny with a little bit of mint, uh, lime juice, bit of sugar, and apple juice, and, and topped with ginger ale. So you can strip it back a little bit. And but I think, yeah, having more grown up mocktail options mm. rather than just the two or three juices mixed together i think always again it's about thinking about your guests and and how they're coming away from the wedding feeling of oh wow they've thought about i'm i'm not drinking i'm one of 10 people at the wedding not drinking but they've the bride really and groom have really me. thought about me and and kind of and made that that effort which i think people always appreciate yeah, I, I would agree. And I think, you know, my, my, my mum, for example, she doesn't drink. So when she when we were talking about what to do for, for my wedding, we were, she was saying, well, actually, I might put a little bit behind the bar for soft drinks. And then anyone that just wants a soft drink, yeah. then they're covered the whole night. They don't need to worry about buying their drink. Whereas the alcohol, they're definitely going to be buying yeah. themselves because that's slightly too expensive <laughs> for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, the, the sort of having the open bar for soft drinks is, yeah. is probably a nice idea as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can get these days some really good uh, non-alcoholic wines uh, and especially sparkling and some non-alcoholic beers. Mm. Um, so you have got options there for people. And I think it's always having a few kind of making sure that you've got a bit of a stock of, of something for those people. Um, but yeah, kind of open bar, kind of paid for bar for soft drinks is a really, really lovely idea to, yeah, soften the blow for yeah. those designated drivers sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would probably agree on that. Um, and so we sort of swerved past it a second ago, but let's go back a little bit and talk 
talk about hangover cocktails. Because <laughs> when we were prepping for the for the episode, you we were saying like, oh, there's a really good hangover cocktail, which is a bit tame, but it will make you feel a lot better the morning after. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. So uh, the traditional one is always Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it kind of it's a love it or hate it cocktail. Um, so it's not for everyone, but it works really really well it kind of you can't get away from it so um you've always got option of bloody mary's but again similar to the wedding morning you've got things like a bucks fizz it's sometimes nice just to come down and you know what hair of the dog slightly (laughs) works so something like a little bucks fizz or again using a bit of a kind of slow gin or something if people don't uh or kind of would prefer that or, or don't typically drink prosecco or anything like that is is nice just to have in a small dose, small amount, but just keeps you ticking through the morning after where you're probably maybe doing a bit of clearing up or maybe simply just trying to find the energy to yeah to pack, <laughs> pack up the uh, pack up the hotel room and, and get back to uh, bring your sunglasses, <laughs> put the sunglasses on, eat your fry up or whatever you're yeah. doing to soak all of that all up exactly. and have a, a sip of a bloody mary or a, or a bellini or a bucks fizz or something yeah. to calm the as i say hair of the dog yes. <laughs> perfect so we talked earlier in the episode about uh, hen and stag experiences yes um do you want to go into more detail about what that actually involves and sort of how it sort of becomes as as a great experience for you know, couples or or their wedding parties to take part in. Absolutely. So, what we offer always is a is a really tailored experience. So, if you were coming along just as a couple, um, you can book on one of our Saturday experiences uh, and come along just the two of you, and you'll be in a group of other people, um, and that's our kind of regular gin experiences that we that we run. Uh, as soon as you get to eight or more people, you can book our experience room. Uh, just for you so private booking at a time and a date to suit you and from there because it's because it's a private booking we can really tailor the experience to what you want to get out of it so I've run these before um, I've had some hen parties that were completely bonkers and then <laughs> I've had a couple of stag do's where everything gets ultra competitive so oh, I love it the everyone was racing who still was going to finish first at the end they were trying to get me to uh to rank the gins on kind of taste first first (laughs) to last on taste um and so you can be quite creative with it and inventive with it um and also we can cater for for slightly larger parties so we've got 12 stills but people can buddy up on a still and and if you've got a slightly larger group we can really make that experience bespoke and i think that's what we as a distillery in general are all about so whether it's the gins and the and the white label things that we can do for personalization um all the way down to the experiences that we run um we we kind of sit down and we listen to to what you want out of the event uh, and the experience and as i say as long as you've got eight or more people we can which most tenant stag parties do in i guess yeah, if absolutely. not you could do a stendu and sort of combine <laughs> them together absolutely um but that's that's really that sounds really fun actually and it's actually a nice sort of daytime activity yes. before the antics of the night yeah i have had um again 
stag do's are normally the culprits um, <laughs> one person did decide to make the world's worst gin uh, oh, okay. deliberately so they got all of they seems like they're getting their money's worth there yeah so they decided <laughs> so we've got we've got our botanical wall split into all of our different sections so we've got kind we'll of we'll pop classics. a picture of it up now yeah, there's we've got instruction our, perfect <laughs> we've got our classic you've got a kind of classic botanicals you've got peppercorns you've got fruits citrus um spices and then we've got a miscellaneous section mm-hmm. in the bottom right corner so we've got things like coffee chili flakes um banana uh kind of mm. weird and wonderful things and they decided to do they decided because they were going out that evening that they were gonna they were gonna do uh the kind of the shot for the evening when anyone oh. did something wrong so uh that's yeah. that's actually you know what i did say oh it sounds like you want my money worth there but actually if you're doing it <laughs> a shot was, of something that someone's done wrong and they have to do this shot then you know what that's have, probably a good shot i have to say i've run i've run hundreds of these experiences and met, kind of had kind of helped people making through kind of thousands of bottles of gin it is the one gin that i would say was kind of it's the exception of yeah that's not that's, that's not. not something that someone's going away and, and enjoying <laughs> in every other sense we in every other kind of uh, instance we always guide people and, and help them and they always they always go away happy with what they've produced um yeah that is the one exception the one but exception to the rule in fairness it was it was deliberate for so a purpose it was for a purpose so <laughs> which is always the, the mindset to have absolutely oh, brilliant well jacob thank you so much for talking us through your gin experiences and the other things that henley henley distillery can do for weddings and it's i always love bringing some unique ideas to our audience because I've never heard of anything like this before and it's great to be able to talk about it and sort of introduce it to the Guys for Brides listeners. If you want to learn more about Henley Distillery we will pop the link to more information on the Guys for Brides website in the show notes as well as to their social media and of course you can follow us at Guides for Brides. Until next time we hope you enjoy your wedding planning. Thanks for listening to this episode of Guides for Brides the wedding podcast. Head over to guysforbrides.co.uk to continue your wedding planning and don't forget to like, follow and subscribe on our social media channels at Guides for Brides.